Please meet Misty. Misty says she's heard rumors and she wants to find out the truth. Misty, tell us about those rumors. Jerry, I've heard rumors that my boyfriend has slept with my mother. So naturally, you would call the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> On this episode of the commercial break. Hey girl, what's up? It's me, Carl. I'm going to Venezuela. <laughs> Just a little backpacking through uh, the cocaine fields. <laughs> I'm going to go start a revolution. <laughs> going to hang out with the rebels for a little while. You know how we do. I got to get those IG pictures to show the congregation. You know what I'm saying? Look, it's Angel Falls. <laughs> Look, it's me kidnapped. He even told me about one night when the mother locked him out of a vacation home they had rented and told Meg he had gone off with another woman. Oh, Fucked wow. up, man. Uh, that's a little much. That's low. Okay, ready? I chalked this up to my over to my overdramatic friend and her overprotective mother. My friend was not exactly Prince Charming. As a matter of fact, he was the campus Molly dealer, and he looked the part. <laughs> He had to uh, go pack up. Gosh. He didn't have a car. I'm sure dad's not letting you use the car anymore. So he's probably, st I just imagine him standing outside this like palatial estate with his bag and then waiting for an Uber and everybody else is sitting on the porch smoking cigarettes like, well, good riddance to old garbage. The next episode of the commercial break starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is the Director of Artistic Services, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Thanks for joining us on yet another episode of this, The Commercial Break. It's not for everyone, but fact, news, or fiction, guaranteed. In one minute or less, or your money back, the brand new TCB podcast. Dot com is where you go to collect your earnings, and I said it correctly. You did. Yesterday, Chrissy and I recorded one episode, <laughs> the beginning of one episode, four separate times. Oh, you did. Because I could not, for the life of me, get my shit together. I'm sorry. Command Central. Yeah, yesterday was this like just a... This is Command yeah. Central. <laughs> <laughs> this is Central. This is Central Control. Stand by. Yeah, that played randomly, and I was like, do you have things that are controlled no. there? <laughs> are you kidding me? There's not a monicum of control in here. The whole thing is bound with duct tape, and it's also bound to fall apart at any moment. But we appreciate you jumping on board, because it's just us. It's just Brian and Chrissy doing our thing. We're right here. Some days, it's a, we just knock it out of the park. And then other days, we just look at each other and go... <laughs> Well, at least we got to see yeah, each other. Yeah, we got some laughs in. <laughs> Didn't earn a fucking dime in those four hours, but at least we got some laughs in. I know I automatically just put it in the trash can symbol on the computer, and I say, well, I'll save it for a rainy day. Uh, we were just talking about my dog, Nico. There's, it's, it's getting yeah. bad. <laughs> Poor Nico. I was in the, uh, for those of you that don't know, who are just jumping on the show, Nico's a... A dog, though. I have two dogs. One of them is a Yorkie. One of them is a Maltese. The, Mal the Yorkie we got from some redneck in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Who claimed she was the best in the bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she certainly turned out to be something in the bunch. <laughs> I'm not sure best would describe it, but she's a lunatic. We give her medication, still doesn't help. I, I just It's a placebo. I'm just pretending that it helps. Right. And then Nico is a dog that we collected from a family member who just couldn't handle the dog. Not handle it, but she had full-time work, and she needed someone to help take care of the dog. Yes. And so we volunteered to take this dog on. And ever since we took the dog in the house... The smell of death has been increasingly, has been growing yeah. rapidly he's on this dog. He's all white, too. He's so all we white. call him the ghost dog. Well, he's all white except for his <laughs> eyes, where just this gunk keeps falling out of it. And we don't know what, we don't know where the smell is emanating from, but we call him the ghost dog because I think he smells like a carcass. And I think he's just a dead dog that's hanging on. He's just holding on for one more minute. <laughs> And yesterday, uh, I'm so persnickety about when I eat. I guess everything's got to be like the wind has to blow the right way for Brian to actually get a meal down his gullet. Because if it's not me trying to deal with the kids, it's the fact that I have such a, uh, I don't know, 
sensitive stomach. Yes. That if I smell something or well, see smell something. Well, is a big part of taste. True. Too, with food. So. True. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had like permanent COVID <laughs> smell because then maybe it would take it down. That's true. But I was eating something last night after I got done with the studio and Nico like, you know, strolled on in. He floated on in. <laughs> All of a sudden he's there. Yeah, he tiptoes hey. around because he's afraid of everything. It's like sometimes he'll be walking down the hallway and he'll be like, ah! <laughs> and you're like, what did you see? Yeah. Other ghost dogs floating around the house? <laughs> Must be. This is the same dog. We had a, when we redid this house, we had a mouse in the house. There was a mouse that got in the house because we had just renovated. And I don't know how it got in the house, but it got in the house. And we started noticing that fruit would be on the floor, half eaten. And I, and at first I was like, oh, it's just probably one of the kids throwing it on the floor. But it came apparently like quickly. <laughs> we realized that the kids were not doing this. It was a mouse. And this mouse had some fucking cojones because Nico slept in the kitchen where the mouse was stealing all the food, dropping it on the floor and then eating it. So we put a camera up and we found out that the mouse was like taunting Nico. Hey, Don't you, you say anything. Don't you say a fucking word, dog. Or I'm going to get you and your little friend too. <laughs> Pretend you're asleep and shut your pie hole. Nico would literally lift his head, look at the mouse, and then lay back down. He was scared. Two again. Oh, my gosh. So Nico and Blue got into it this morning. Yeah. The two of them, they got into it. Like, Blue smells. <laughs> Blue also smells what's coming. Blue's angry at the smell, too. Yes, Blue is like, I got to be down here with you all day long. I'm sick of it. But it's also a little bit chaotic here at the house because... We do have family members in town. My wife, who's Venezuelan, and uh, her mom and dad still live in Venezuela. So the only way they get to see the, you know, no one's going down. No one, no one's voluntarily going down to Venezuela. Not it, right not now. Not right now. Anyway. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. There are a lot of Americans who are busting through the border to go, you know, on these adventure hikes. Oh, okay, but there are also yeah. shithead dumbasses who go to North Korea and stuff like that too. Now I'm not saying Venezuela and North Korea are the same. They're not. Mm -hmm. But still. You got to be careful down there. Like yes. if I'm married to a Venezuelan and her dad is like, I'm not bringing you down there because I can't guarantee your safety. Right. Then, yeah. then I'm then I wouldn't I wouldn't Don't recommend. Push it. No, of course not. Don't be a moron. For I'm what? Going. An Instagram picture? <laughs> hey, girl, what's up? It's me, Carl. I'm going to Venezuela. Just a little backpacking through uh, the cocaine fields. <laughs> I'm going to go start a revolution. I'm going to hang out with the rebels for a little while. You know how we do. I gotta get those IG pictures to show the congregation. You know what I'm saying? Look, it's Angel Falls. <laughs> Look, it's me kidnapped. Look, no clean water or food. <laughs> Look, it's me fighting for toilet paper. I mean, you, just, right. you don't go down there. No. This is not a thing. So they're in town, and my mother-in-law came up to me the other day, and she said the funniest fucking thing to me, Holy. She goes in Spanish, which I understand a lot of, unless multiple people are speaking Spanish that I don't get it. But mm -hmm. uh, she said, you know, Brian, you're really lucky because I don't understand the words you say and you don't understand the word I say. You got the best mother-in-law in the world. Right, it's Because even if I'm angry with you, you're never going to know it, right. right? I I can't say anything to you. And I was like, you know, that's that really is a true. Good point. And I connected the dots on something. I We had an email come through, Chrissy. Okay. And when she said this to me, it brought it reminded me of this email that came through, and I'd like to read it to you. It's an Ask Uncle Brian question. Okay. 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 This has to do with moms and moms in law. As we all know, it, I don't think I could be married to somebody where I didn't get along with. with it would the be tough. It'd be really, yeah. really tough. I've been mm -hmm. married twice, and both mother in laws have been wonderful. Father in laws, uh, uh, my father in law currently. Is wonderful. We get along swimmingly. Like I, there's no tension. Yep. I don't I've feel got like a great one too. Yeah. And I just, I don't. But I have friends who do not have relationships like that with their in laws, or there's constant strain and stress. Yes. It just seems like a uh, just an added it's a fire starter. Yeah, just an added stressor. It's not only that relationship, but then your own relationship with your spouse. Oh yeah, because then every fight becomes a family fight, mm -hmm. and every time there's an argument. If you're like most people, you know, you kind of side mouth it to your family. And when you si see, here's a rule that Astrid and I stick to. I mean, I think she does because I don't really know <laughs> because I can't understand sometimes what they're saying. But the general rule, and we've always said this from the beginning of the relationship is let's never bring our family into right. our arguments. Yeah. Right. If we have a disagreement, let's keep it between you and I. Well, yeah, too, because then, you know, you, you're probably going to feel differently the next day. And then you're going to be like, shit. I've now said stuff to 
My family, his family, her family, who, yeah. And then it's uncomfortable for everybody. It's uncomfortable for everybody. And if the family members that you're talking to are already inclined not to like your They're spouse, not like it's you just anymore. firepower, mm-hmm. right? That's all it is. And I have personally experienced this, not with my former, not my former mother-in-law, but other family members yeah. who it was clear that they didn't like me from the beginning. Just clear. I was not of their ilk. I didn't come from, the, I wasn't <laughs> cut from the same country club cloth that they were. And so, you know, right. they didn't like me. And and I, I knew it. I knew that when we got into arguments that that was finding filtering its way to other family members. That then it became firepower because they would say things to me that were clearly from the argument uh, my wife and I had yeah. just had. Mm-hmm. And now they're making the same arguments like, you don't know me like that. How I do know. you know that <laughs> I can't get it up? Right, How do you right. know that? <laughs> How do you know? I've been spending all our money on, you know, gam- online gambling. How do you know that? So I, I don't understand that. But there are real nightmare scenarios out here. And I'd like to present one to you. It's an Ask an Uncle Brian. It comes from 661-237-8296. 661-BEST-TO-YO. If you've got an Ask Uncle Brian, send it in. This one is incredible detail. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. You're about to hear a story that is extraordinarily interesting. You ready? Strap is on. You, have you strapped on? <laughs> this is Central Control. This is Central Control. Stand by. Stand by. Standing by. Dear Uncle Brian, I'm writing to you for some advice. I recently got engaged to the love of my life. Here's the story. We met at college and became fast friends. She was dating a friend of mine and I was playing the field, so the timing wasn't right. My friend was crazy about Meg, who's this girl's name, but whenever whenever we would get a break or a long weekend, her mom would come to visit and my friend would freak out. He would come back from dinner with Meg and her family or a short trip, almost always in tears. He would tell me about the absolute nightmare of a mother Meg had. She would not approve of the relationship and she had made life hell for him. He even told me about one night when the mother locked him out of a vacation home they had rented and told Meg he had gone off with another woman. Oh, Fucked up, man. That's uh, that's a little much. That's low. Okay, ready? I chalk this up to my my overdramatic friend and her overprotective mother. My friend was not exactly Prince Charming. As a matter of fact, he was the campus Molly dealer and he looked the part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good color commentary, I think. Yeah. Fast forward eight years after college and Meg and I reconnected at a party. It was clear this time we were not going to be just friends. From the beginning, we didn't see much of her family as they lived out of state, but her mom called often, like way too often. They never talked to us. They only if she never talked to us, she only talked to Meg. For the first two years I dated, I did not get invited for birthdays, holidays or family vacations, which should have been a red which should have been red flag number one. But I didn't think much of it at the time. About a year and a half ago, her mom started making special trips to see us right about once a month. Her mom hated me, and that was clear. She was involved in every aspect of Meg's life, which clothes she should buy, which furniture we should have, which friends Meg should talk to. And it was clear that this unhealthy mother-daughter relationship was a bit extra. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds like it. It's at this point in the story when I should mention that Meg's mom is a smoke show. She had Meg at 18 years old, so she's a fairly young woman and, in my opinion, is one of the hottest mothers I have ever laid eyes on. She's also the type of person that knows she has it and wants to flaunt it. Low-cut dresses, high-skirt minis, always done up and always showing skin. Very different from Meg, who is definitely more reserved. (laughs) Okay. Nine months ago, despite the challenges with her mother and her family, I decided to ask Meg to marry me. I didn't ask her parents' permission because it's 2022, and who does that anymore? Everybody does that anymore. <laughs> it's the fucking number one thing you do, dude. This is why you're. This is why the parents don't like you. You got this is the small. This is the small little shit that could turn things around. Mm-hmm. Now you know. I appreciate you writing in for Uncle Brian's advice, but I'm going to give you advice right here. It sounds like you're handling this incorrectly. Like if the mother and dad don't already like you then don't miss the small shit like asking for permission even if they say no you say i love meg enough i love meg enough that i'm going to go forward with it doing it anyways but doing it anyways that's right <laughs> love will not stop uh okay so i didn't ask her parents permission because it's 2020 2022 and who does that or 2021 actually and who does that anymore meg of course said yes and we were extremely excited about the wedding Meg's family has money and they like to spend it and they also like to party hard. And I knew they wouldn't let their daughter get married without a huge party. 
causing Meg and I to be very excited at the prospect of a large wedding with all our friends and family. But another red flag showed up shortly after we got engaged. Meg did not tell her family for about a month and a half. What? Can you imagine? No, it was like the first thing I did was, yeah. I would be out the door. Yeah, that's weird. I'd be like, Meg, honey. Like a month and a half. Like a month and a fucking half. That's not a day and a half. No, that's not a day and a half. half. Yeah, that's not like, hold on, I can get my shit together while I tell my parents we're getting married because they don't like you in the first place. Yeah. That's like holding a, a big secret for a long time. Yeah. That's going to change your life. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. It's just, it's just a tax filing. Uh, when I pressed her on this, she explained that there was some family stress going on and she wanted to wait for the right time, mm-hmm. which didn't sound right to me, but it was her family. So I let it slide. I really wanted to be a part of that conversation. If it was going to be a phone call, I wanted to be on speakerphone. If it was going to be in person, I wanted to be there, understandably. But Meg went back home for her brother's graduation and told her parents without telling me that she had told her parents. Oh. When she got back, she explained that it had just slipped out one moment and that everyone was very excited. <laughs> well, maybe they saw the ring? Slip that out. Yeah, yeah you saw the <laughs> ring. Honey, slip out. Um, hey, mom and dad, what you doing next uh, October? Yeah. <laughs> Mark that down. I'm getting married. It's me and Petey, we're getting married. Uh, you know that guy you really dislike? <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest I'm of my married. life with him. Yeah. yeah. After this particular trip, the phone calls and text messages from her mom ramped up big time. There, was a, there wasn't a 30-minute period of any day that Meg's mom was not communicating with her. And most of the time, I had no idea what they were talking about. Meg would tell me they were discussing the wedding plans and who was going to be on the guest list, things like that. I really didn't think much of it, except to notice the communication between the two had almost doubled. This is unhealthy. Yes. I'm telling you this is unhealthy. With about three months, at this point, I, ha- I would already understand that this is not a good situation for me, and I would probably be finding a way to pedal to pedal out of this relationship. Yeah, you're like, when, whoops. Yeah, when you're that <laughs> attached to a family member, there is no win. There's going to be no win, because the first argument you get in, it's going to be a family fight, and the mother-in-law is just going to hate you even that much more, and you're yeah. never going to be able to play it down, no matter what you do. Why do you want to even it's invite that kind lose. of stress into your, into your life? Find somebody that doesn't have parents. <laughs> I'm saying like no parents whatsoever. Right. You know, there are people out there born in Petri dishes. (laughs) With about three months to go before the wedding, Meg and her mother started planning an engagement party. As much as I pushed back, Meg and her mother insisted that party be held in their home in their home state where the parents lived. Even though that would make it hard, if not impossible, for some of my own family and friends to attend. But the party they were planning seemed to be very nice, and it was going to be a two-day celebration, a weekend-long engagement party. So I warmed up to the idea, and I got excited about this. (laughs) The day before the engagement weekend came, and red flag number three appeared. Meg started to really stress out. She kept telling me that I shouldn't worry if her mother seemed stressed or upset about the wedding, (laughs) that it was just part of her mom being nervous. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't feel sorry for you. You should have been out long ago, dude. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like Meg was trouble from the first moment you met her when your friend yeah. was dating her. You guys should have just never reconnected. I guess it's hard because Meg could be very great. We don't know who Meg we is. Yeah. yeah, but the- we invite Meg to write her version of this story. <laughs> That's true. Because wait till you get the whopper of an ending. Hold on one second. Uh, she kept telling me I shouldn't worry about her mother if she seems stressed or upset about the wedding. That was just her mom being nervous about all the little details. I think she was prepping me for the fact that her parents did not at all like the idea of us getting married, especially her mom. When we flew into town, we headed straight to her parents' house. When the weekend came and we flew to her, her mom, the flew into town, we headed straight to her parents' house. When we got there, I was told by her father that I could use one of the extra cars to drive myself back and forth to the hotel where they had put me up. Oh, okay. Even though Meg and I had been living together, they got me a hotel room. <laughs> so weird. Meg told me not to worry about it. It was just her old-fashioned dad not wanting to, us to sleep together in the house, even though her brother's girlfriend was sleeping oh, in the well, same house. Not, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like this at all. Within two hours of being at the house, I was told to go back to the hotel and rest, <laughs> and they would call me with plans for the night. <laughs> Even though I tried to get that was at I think three. I would have gone home home. This, uh, this is getting weird, <laughs> yeah. right? That was at three p.m. And even though I tried to get a hold of Meg, she did not return my phone call until eight p.m. that evening. She said her mom and dad wanted to take just her out to dinner and made reservations. Don't worry about it. We would see each other in the morning. At this point, my spidey senses are one hundred percent activated. Then why the fuck did, did you, you go stay? along with this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta get it, but I I, I don't know. The next day, the party starts. It's at about 12 p.m. 
the catering company, a large event tent, backyard games, and hired bartenders showed up. It was turning out that it was going to be one hell of a party (laughs) that they were going to throw. My stress subsided a little bit, and I decided just to relax and have some fun. And man, did I. I drank like a fish, even though the party didn't start till 5 p.m. And uh, some of her and some of her extended extended family met me and some of her extended family members started drinking as soon as the bartender set out bottles. <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We hit it hard all day long. And I'll admit it. I was pretty drunk. The kind of drunk you where you really can't focus on anything in particular. <laughs> the kind of drunk where you know you're very drunk. The kind of drunk uh, yeah. where other people are asking you if you <laughs> need okay. a glass of water. <laughs> uh, you're drunk when someone's asking if you want exactly. to get a glass of water. No, you should have you should have it. Yeah, you have you don't want it, yeah. but you should have yeah. it. If, if you know you're that drunk, you should have the water <laughs> yes. they're suggesting. It was not my finest moment, and I admit it, but I was having a blast. Well, it sounds like he's really making an impression on the people that don't like well, him. Well, I mean, at this point, I get the sense that he knows this isn't going to end well for him or anybody else. I guess so. Uh, Okay, so uh, where was I? Okay. okay. Hit it hard. It was not my finest moment, I'll admit it, but I was having a blast. All my worries and concerns went straight into the (laughs) bottle, and I was hamming it up, dancing, laughing, and enjoying the (laughs) fact that not many of my family or friends were here to see me so (laughs) (laughs) shit-faced. This guy's a good writer. You do the hokey yeah. pokey and you turn yourself around. Boom. Oh, look, Billy went head first into the drum riser. <laughs> ah, Billy just took down the champagne shower. It's going to cost the catering company $3,000. Is that Billy swimming in the pond? There's, there's alligators in there. <laughs> around 10 p.m., the party hit third gear. I know what this is all about, Pete. I understand. The people who were not partying were leaving. The people, or the people who were not partying hard were leaving. The people who didn't party at all had left long ago. And the people who were partying like I was were just getting started. It was try- time to try and drink ourselves sober. At some point after 10 p.m., her mom joined in the fun. Meg's mom was all of a sudden in the mix, which I found strange, but I rolled with it. It was the only time that I had been with Meg's mom right, in, in a-, a cordial and yep. congenial way. And all of a sudden we were having fun. Meg, who was <laughs> attending shots. Uh, <laughs> Meg, who was attending a bachelorette luncheon the next day, turned in around eleven or eleven thirty. Now I don't remember a whole lot of what happens over the next hour or so, but at some point Meg's mom and I started getting mad flirtatious. In my mind, here's an attractive woman sitting next to me and she's flirting with me. My brain doesn't process much more than that. I'm way too drunk. I'm having way too much fun. So I played along and I flirted back. And the longer this goes on, the more intense the flirtation gets. <laughs> at one point, Meg's mom even said, if I had met you at, at your age, we'd already be fucking. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now I know how it's good. Now it's that, it's that kind of party, Chrissy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. This was getting intense. <laughs> only my only there was only one problem my brain was no longer in charge <laughs> mm-hmm. fast forward to sometime after midnight and i find myself hanging all over meg's mom she is rubbing my back i've got my arm around her i'm putting my nose into the crease of her neck man did she smell good where's the dad <laughs> where is everybody else at the party well, i know who, i mean who yeah. is gonna <laughs> who's alerting you guys to the fact that this is not fucking cool no. but maybe i can see how if everybody's just pretty shit-faced I, we you know we you and i had a conversation about this just yesterday on another episode that will never hear <laughs> we had a conversation about this sometimes you get so shit-faced it's like you excuse the bad behavior because everyone else is involved in bad behavior or not right. bad behavior, but drunk behavior. Right. So Everybody it's like, else is oh, drunk they're too. just having fun. Look yeah. at those two. They yeah. hate, you know, Meg's mom. They're hated made the, up. Meg's mom hated Pete. Yes. And now look at them. They're so close. Yeah. They're all cuddled up together. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Right. Who knows? Your mind when you get drunk just in the nape of her neck. <laughs> Man, did she smell good. <laughs> That's right. Man, did she smell good. And I remember her feeling her mom's hand go into my back pocket. Oh. All while we're having conversations with other people sitting at this maid at this um, temporary bar. But I don't know what anybody else is saying because I am spinning fucking drunk. <laughs> Meg's mom told me at some point that I needed to go lay down. 
And I remember us walking through this huge backyard into the back door of the carriage house that was separated by a small walk bridge and up the stairs. I wasn't so drunk that I couldn't stand up on my own, but I was definitely wobbly. When we got into one of the guest rooms, Meg's mom started to whisper things to me. And while I don't remember exactly what was being said, I remember the whispering in my ear really turned me on. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So bad. This is so bad. I know. This is so bad, and yet, let he who has not sinned cast the first stone. You know what I'm saying? I've never slept with anybody's mom, but I could see how you could easily be in this position, I guess. Uh, I don't, but anyways. Oh, yeah. uh, Brian, my pizzle was at full attention. Pizzle. <laughs> Meg's, mom, Meg's mom and I never really kissed or made out. I want to be clear about that. But she was rubbing her hands all over me, up to and including down the front of my pants. And while she never grabbed my party package directly, it was like a Boscolo massage. Brian, I know you'll understand this. No, I don't understand. My mother-in-law putting her hand no. on my pants. No. I don't get it. I can't. It's the no, furthest thing from my mind. No, because I'm even picturing like in the reverse, too. If it was like Jeff's dad or oh, something, you God. know, that would be Just no. so fucking creepy. No, yeah. Well, I think... You know, not to be, not to go, not to f- send us back to 1956 here for a moment, but I think that's even just like taking it a little bit even further than this, <laughs> right? In both situations, it's creepy. But if someone's dad is hitting on the bride and like rubbing all over her, I don't, that's almost assaultive to me. Like, I mean, I guess I'm both assaultive. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, you get it. A couple of minutes into caressing and cuddling in a very aggressive way, Meg's mom told me to lay down and get undressed. Oh. She went into the bathroom and she said she was going to freshen up. So I did just that. I stupidly took the bait and I got undressed, standing at full attention, and I laid down on the bed on top of the covers for the entire world to see. Laying down was like the nail in the coffin. My eyes closed instantly. Twelve plus hours of drinking had caught up with me in that instant. The next thing I remember was hearing the door close. Meg's mom was gone. She had left the room. I didn't think anything of it. I believed that she had gone to bed. Right. And I passed right back out. He's like, good, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I I escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Someone made the choice for me. I got out easy. It was a little innocent flirtation. Meg and I will travel back to our home state tomorrow, (laughs) and we won't think anything of this. It'll never a word, Mm -hmm. ne'er a word shall ever be spoken. Right, right. (laughs) Sometime early the next morning, I am awakened by the door being slammed open. It's Meg. She's got her iPhone in her hand, and she's got photographs of me laying naked on a bed with a fully pitched tent. (laughs) She's screaming and she's crying and asking why in the world would I try and hit on her mom and sleep with her? I was so incredibly hungover. It took me full five minutes to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So I didn't say a word. I literally tried to wake myself up enough. I can can only imagine, you know, those really bad hangovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had one actually last week. Going out with my sister for her birthday. And the next morning, my sister, her husband and myself all kind of came out of the rooms at the same time. And Uh, we were like, what happened? The worst of the worst. (laughs) Something that died of my mouth yeah. like, uh, I can't even imagine trying to put piece together the fact that I had tried to maybe sleep with somebody's <laughs> alcohol is so much fun and it gets you so <laughs> blindingly stupid that we yes. put up with this time and time again just so we can get to the next blindingly stupid moment that we're going to have well it's just, really fun and, and it tastes good that's the problem it tastes good yeah it tastes like horse piss I don't know what you're talking about but you drink enough of it it just starts to t- you know you just don't even get I, yeah. I get it I get what you're saying eventually it there's tastes there's a good. tipping point yeah oh yeah there's a tipping point the, the, the fun part is right before the tipping point yeah that's when you, everyone should call it but no one and, ever uh, does no. <laughs> no one no one ever does no, Petey right. here did not Meg's mom did not you do not all of our friends don't the only one who does is me and that's because I don't have children and I can't drink anymore right <laughs> If I didn't have children, I'd be to Pete here. I'd be sleeping with everyone's mother-in-law. Uh, it was so incredibly hungover, it took me a full five minutes to piece the puzzle together, so I didn't say a word. I tried to literally wake myself up and understand enough of what my fiancé was telling me. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> to figure uh, out why she was so angry. And once I pieced a few of the moments from the night well, back I mean, together. He, he was naked, too. He, he was naked. Up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't say that specifically, <laughs> but I'm assuming if he passed out yeah. at full attention. Yeah. If your wife runs or future <laughs> wife runs into the room with pictures of you having a full boner and you didn't take the pictures, <laughs> yeah. you are fucked. Yeah. If they were sent to her phone, you are screwed. <laughs> I wonder if he I'd have moments flash thought did i take those and send them that's what i i i I mean i i haven't talked to him on the phone so i don't know i mean i haven't talked to him like about this part specifically so i don't know but i gotta imagine all the things that are running through your head first of all whenever you get woken up just would like throw up immediately that's what i would do (laughs) i'd go waffle house can we talk about this over (laughs) waffle house and by talk about it over Waffle House, I mean, could you go get the Waffle House? Give me another 45 minutes and then we'll talk about it. I'm almost sure that's not my penis attached to my face, but that doesn't look anything like my penis. That's a deep fake. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, is that being woken up from a hard hangover oh, is the worst. Yeah. Let me freaking sleep until I wake up on my own. Yeah, it's going to hurt enough when own. I wake up on my right, own. When right. my body gets in enough pain that it just wakes myself up and goes, hey, dude, now you've got to do something to help me out. But when yes, someone... First of all, you've got to pee. Second yes. of all, you need some Advil stats. Oh, my God. You need Advil. You need Water. greasy food. You need additional sleep. You need a couch yeah, yeah, to lay on. Additional sleep. You need a television show that has absolutely no plot <laughs> TLC, whatsoever. Yeah, TLC. My 600-pound life so you can for one moment feel better about yourself and all the embarrassing shit you did last night. Like, sleep with Meg's mom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> One piece, once I pieced the moments of the, the uh, some of the moments from the night before, it became absolutely clear what had just happened. I had been circle jerked by Meg's mom, <laughs> and there was nothing I could do to unring that bell. There was no way to win this argument. It looked bad. It was bad. It was going to end bad, and it uh- did. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy because he yeah, just no. knows. He's like, waves the white flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Jacksonville for a few days and uh, you can take your shit out of the apartment. Yeah. Leave the dog. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what he said. Yes. So listen, the story concludes exactly how you think it would. Meg and her father flew back to where we lived a couple days later, collected all the belongings and left me with the extra <laughs> set of keys to the condo. She wouldn't return my phone calls. She wouldn't return my texts and she's nowhere to be found on my social media. I had been dumped in the most cruel way because I had committed the most cruel of acts. Everyone was on par and no one and no one was more in the wrong than I. Uh, I share this with you as a cautionary tale. Be wary of the overprotective mother or father. They always win. There's nothing you can do. It always ends badly. Oh, especially no. if you act like a complete asshat just as I did. Yes. Forever in regret, your TCB pal Pete. That is the best oh, text message we have really ever gotten. Is. It's time for the commercial break. Inside of the commercial break, tcbpodcast.com, the brand new tcbpodcast.com is where you go. You'll find all of the audio, all of the video right there on the website. And while you're there, you can drop us a line, hit the contact us form and let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or content ideas. We would love to hear them and we will always give you credit if we use your idea on air. 661-237-8296. That's 661, the word best, the number two. Why? Oh, yo. Text us, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice. And who knows, you just might hear yourself at the beginning of one of these silly podcasts. We'd love it if you'd follow us on Instagram, though no one else does. You'll be the first at the commercial break. And go to our YouTube channel where we're doing just slightly better, youtube.com slash the commercial break. As the podcast continues to grow, Chrissy and I want you to know that we're ever grateful that you continue to listen. And if you have just a moment, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and if they have a place for you to leave a comment or a review, please do so. We'd like to keep the podcast free of charge because let's be honest, no one was going to pay for it anyway. So our sponsors support our ventures. Please use the specialized URLs or codes if you're ever in the market for their products or services. They'll give you free shit. They'll continue to buy sponsorship. It's a win-win all around. Speaking of sponsors, we're going to take a short break to hear from them. And then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. I want to thank our next sponsor, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, the Ryan Reynolds phone company that he built himself using puppy breath powered 5G towers. Sorry, this always 
freaking app is what I'm recording. Is. Hello? Hello, yes, may I speak with Mr. Greenberg? Uh, it's actually Mr. Green. Hi, Mr. Greenlee. This is Betty from the ginormous cell phone security TV cable and life insurance company. I have a special offer for you just today. You and 72 of your friends and family can get on our very special plan. Mm, yeah, listen, I'm really trying to work right now. Can I give you a... Of course, in just a minute. For a limited time, I can offer you and 72 of your family and friends... Who has 72 today, friends? Today, and today only, I can offer you a free BlackBerry 2 with every line... Did you say a BlackBerry? A subscription to UPN Plus. All your favorite UPN shows from yesterday and today on one streaming service free for an entire year. I didn't even you know UPN was... Still a network. Guys and girls, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by the big wireless subscribers, we now have Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, yes, the Ryan Reynolds-owned Mint Mobile, now offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. My family has been using it while they're visiting from out of the country, and I had a chance to make a few phone calls on Mint Mobile, and the service is exactly the same as I get from the expensive big carriers. That's because Mint Mobile uses one of the most reliable 5G networks in the country, T-Mobile's network of 5G towers. You can use your own phone on Mint Mobile. You can keep the same phone number. You can use all your existing contacts. Just switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped free to your front door, go to mintmobile.com TCB. That's mintmobile.com TCB. Cut your bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com TCB. And the commercial break would like to thank Ryan Reynolds for giving us some of that sweet Hollywood cash to talk about Mint Mobile. It's a great service. Go to mintmobile.com slash TCB and tell them the commercial break sent you. You're a dumb dumb bud. I gotta just say right off the bat. I mean, I don't think I don't I don't think you're gonna fault me for calling you what you are. That was the stupidest thing you could have done. You should have. I don't taken know if it. I would be telling that story either to future perspective engagement, oh, no, 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 engagement no, no. women. You tell that story everywhere you can because honestly, it's the best story I think I've ever the heard way about he told relationships. It is really funny well, you too. can tell he's honed this story has, into a fine piece of art. Crafted yes, it. this is not mm-hmm. the first. I'm sure that if you go into like you know GQ and <laughs> some edition somewhere in the last four months, he's. He sent this in the newspapers. It's got to be the newspapers somewhere. <laughs> Pete, you're a dumb dumb, bud. My advice is, you know, uh, go to a therapist before you start dating <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. And have that therapist give you some guidance on what's appropriate and not appropriate when you're in a relationship. You should, first of all, you got a drinking problem right. at times, at least, <laughs> at this particular night, right? You can't bring that much alcohol into a situation that's already volatile. Don't yeah, ever do that. You, exactly. This, and at the engagement party. Yeah, at the engagement family. party. Yeah, it was all yeah. bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And I know I get it. Like you're in a group of other people who are drinking and partying hard and, and the fa- you feel like that's your con- that's your way in. That's your it connection. Yeah. If we have one good, hard partying <laughs> party night, night together, then <laughs> we're going to be friends forever. But that that cuts both ways. That's an Akamini's sword right there. Because I've also thought the same things. Like I've gone out to drinks with people that I don't like. Yeah. Or I'm in a group with right. people that I don't like. Thinking like, that you'll bond yeah, over like, that, yeah. over your mutual hangover the next day. <laughs> like we dated, <laughs> I dated a mutual friend, and then one yeah. of our friends had a party, mm-hmm. and on that guest list was at least two women that hated me, right? And I was yes. like, ah, I don't know if I should go. <laughs> but then I thought to myself, ah, one good night of drinking and we'll get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let them fuss and argue for a few minutes. Yeah. I'll put on the old Brian charm and we'll forget about it. <laughs> it did not work. Why? Because alcohol oftentimes <laughs> makes people angrier than they already are. True. And her mom played you like a fucking fiddle. I mean, like wow. A that was, uh, that's cold. That's cold as ice. Yeah. And how, she, I mean, I think this is what happened. The mom knew what she was doing. She knew Mm. that she wanted to get him drunk for some reason. She didn't know what that reason was. But once it started to unfold, I think then she she kind of pieced it together. Yeah, it might have happened while she was drinking too. And then she's like, huh, he's really flirting with me. I wonder who else he's Ah. flirting with. And I'm going to take it as far as I can. I didn't even think about that. To see what happens. I never like this little shit. No, I never like this little (laughs) shithead and I'm going to show my daughter Uh what he's all about. Yeah, like, oh, he's taking the bait. Yeah, he literally, he literally, and I bet the mom's story was this. Now, Mm -hmm. it doesn't say here, I'd be interested to know, Pete, if you want to write in any additional information you might have on this part of the story. 
How I how, would also be <laughs> surprised if he broke it down with the family <laughs> later yeah. at some point. Hey, you guys want to do a play by play of what happened last night? <laughs> I know it's still fresh. What time is the Waffle right House coming? <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House for everybody if I can write down the details. <laughs> He, I, what I'd like to know is that the play-by-play, how did Meg's mom broach the subject to Meg? Like, did she just send her the pictures and say, this is what your, this, I went, I dropped your, your fiance off at the, at the guest room last night. And this is what I walked out, walked out to. Yeah. And he was flirting with me the whole night. Yes. I I assume he Mm. wanted to have sex with me. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. I came back and I came into the room to check on him and he had all his clothes off with an erection. What if he hadn't been... (laughs) By the way, your boyfriend's got a great dick. <laughs> I'd love to see a picture of these people. I know. Wouldn't you? I'm picturing like Jane Seymour, you know, I think because of the uh, wedding crashers. Oh, yeah. There's that scene oh, where she yeah. takes her clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more like, uh, I don't know who I was thinking of. I was thinking more like, who's that lady from Devil Wears Prada? Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she's won 75 Academy Awards. For the queen and all of that. Uh, Ethel oh. Merman. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Ethel Mer- Meryl no. Streep. I, I know Meryl Streep's a little too old, but I'm thinking about Meryl Streep when she was a little bit younger. Okay. Like a Meryl Streep type, mm-hmm. just playing like an absolutely evil character. Yeah. Right? Like almost like that Devil Wears Prada type character <laughs> where she's got that glint in her eye. She's going to get you and she knows it. And then I'm imagining Meg like a Janine Garofalo type back in the 90s. Right. Frumpy like sweater, <laughs> glasses. <laughs> Like a reality yeah. bites. Yeah, like scene. a reality bites, but snarky and smart. And, yeah. you know, she knew what was going on. Meg, I think Meg understood also because she didn't tell her parents for a month and a half. I think Meg also understood that this was never going to work out. Yeah. She exactly. was trying to figure out for a month and a half how do I tell my parents? Mm hmm. And let Pete down easy that this is never going to happen. Because well, see, I mean, who knows if Meg could have been in on this? That's true. You know, didn't think about that. The mom could have broached it and, you know, may, maybe Meg already had some reservations mm. about how true he was. And the mom said, this is what we're going to do. Do you think the dinner before? It could have been, could the, have been plot, the dinner before the, the plot. The, the plot planning. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> planning. It's like that secret meeting they had on January 5th mm, yeah. with Donald Trump <laughs> yes. and Roger Stone. We just don't know what was said, but yeah. something must have been said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. But all these, Pete, listen, I know you're listening to this episode. You got to give us some more color commentary. Like this is, first of yeah, all, well ever, written, very well written, well written. Thank yes. you for that. I mean, that absolutely. Should we be get a in lot like of a ask magazine. Un- I didn't say a lot, but we. <laughs> like a yeah, magazine I know. Article. Seriously, yeah. we get Uncle Brian, ask Uncle Brian questions, and they're like, you know, how do you like your eggs? Or you know, if you could, you know, you yeah. know butthole or vagina, and it's like, come on, guys. Guys, and I, we're the commercial this break. The we have standard, we have a right monochrome of respect. That's right. Yeah. This is the gold standard, guys. You got to live up to this when you're writing your Ask Your Uncle Brian. I need full detail. I need color commentary. I need to make a story out of it. Number one, we are number one in Canada. And if you think for one second we're going to let that go with your silly questions, you got wrong. Canada wants stories like this. Yes, they do. Not vagina or butthole. That is a silly question. Yep. Vagina. Um, both. <laughs> both. Not at the same time, though. <laughs> this is uh i need all the details yeah i mean i would be very very curious as to if he ever heard from like anybody like mm. mutual friends like how did she say it to them there's got like, how did she tell them what did she say happened i mean like there, uh, yeah there has to have been follow-up follow up. there has there to has have been, been follow yeah there wasn't just a complete sever and no. then you never hear anything from no those because people all those people that were sitting there yeah, drinking th- are never there. gonna miss an opportunity they to hear the story there. also yeah. that's right you know sometimes you just wanted to contact somebody to get their side of the story like you know it's really none of your business but you're like yes. hey bro what's up uh, what, what happened with you and Meg last night? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to call and say I had a great time last night. Thanks. You make like yeah, small I, talk for a few minutes I mean, and then I'm, you're like, hey, whatever happened with you and Meg? Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming they have mutual friends too. That Somebody must have Meg been Meg yeah. must have come back and told something to. Oh, I'm sure this is Meg's favorite story. <laughs> I'm sure Meg has put him on blast. All that social Did media. Did she keep the ring? I'm oh, good question. Did too. she keep the ring? Did she put you on blast on social media? Yeah. Don't tell me you don't have a fake account that's left. <laughs> because I know you have. I know you do. And if you don't, I do. So let me know and I'll come back and check. Uh, 
the, clearly, these are all got, inquiring minds want to know. We, you know, Pete, I could put you on a vocalizer and we could ask these questions yes. directly on a phone call. If you're if you're up for it, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, she sent an email around to all my clients at work with a picture of me on the bed. <laughs> Saying this is who you buy your high end sanitizer from. <laughs> Your pediatric dentistry sales rep <laughs> standing at full attention waiting for your orders. <laughs> yes, there's got to be some follow-up, something. Uh, Give us a morsel. This is your salesperson of the year. <laughs> the, I've got a, a picture on the sign, you know, the parking oh, yeah. space, the yeah. special yeah. employee of the month. Every stop <laughs> sign in the town we lived in had a picture of me. <laughs> Drunk with a boner. Have you seen? Have you seen, seen this dick? dick? <laughs> <laughs> Looking no reward. for a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no reward. No reward. <laughs> ah, you have to pay us. Oh my god, that is too funny. <laughs> she wrote the same story and sent it to my parents. I haven't been invited to Christmas in three years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you say oh, to your huh. parents? Yeah, what is a... Oh, Pete, I what mean, is the breakup well, I, story? I know. What do you say this to is, your This has become an episode where we're just talking to one guy, <laughs> which is not unlike most episodes of a commercial break. Best worst podcast in Canada. Number one worst podcast in Canada. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pete, what is... What, what did you... What did he tell his, his family? family? Did yeah. he tell them the truth? Here's my Here's my thought. <laughs> Pete has to take one very long plane flight home. Yes. Even if that plane fight was only 45 minutes, it was the longest oh, plane fight God. of his life because he has to put well, he together. Had to go, he had to go back to the hotel and pack up. He had up. to go pack up. Gosh. He didn't have a car. I'm sure dad's not letting you use the car anymore. So he's probably, st- I just imagine him standing outside this like palatial estate with his bag and then waiting for an Uber and everybody else is sitting on the porch smoking cigarettes like, well, good riddance to old garbage. Hey, Pete, get to roll the way off my property. Stand on the curb. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> We're still going to have day number two of the engagement party. Just... You're just not invited. I'll send some extra cake to the hotel. <laughs> so he has to take one really long travel Ooh. back home. Yeah. And he has to put all the pieces of the puzzle together, and he has to figure out yeah. how to tell the rest of the world what, what exactly did. happened. That's right. <laughs> Because here's what's going through your brain the entire time. Now you're like in full gone paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't tell them that we just, like, I never got along with our mother in the first place. It didn't work out because of that. But But then if she tells everybody the truth, then what am I going to say? Yeah. You have to get in front of the truth. You do. You have to be like, yep, that's my heart on. Uh, (laughs) I... I mean, you have to come up with some story. I almost would, if I were him, would have said I was drugged. (laughs) Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Say you were <laughs> yeah. drugged. Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. Yeah, that's the ticket. Say I was drugged. <laughs> I had a couple Xanax. <laughs> they put a couple Xanax in my Sprite, yes. and I ended up with a big boner somehow. on somebody's bed. Yeah. yeah, somehow somebody put something in the drink. Uh, yeah, or I would have said, you know, you know how you have, you can... Because you can't admit to just being that big of a dick. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, I mean, you can, but yeah. that looks really Not bad. right away. Yeah, like to soften the blow. And with you know, the I don't think this your is. Parents. I don't think this is that long ago. Yeah. I think this is like. <laughs> I think. I mean, he says 2021, but I actually think, uh, for reasons I, I won't describe here on the show, I think this is actually more like 2020 or 2019 before the pandemic. Right. Okay. Well, but, it makes sense to have a big party. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a big party. That's part of the reason why I mm-hmm. think that. Yeah. And and here's, I mean, here's the shittiest part about all of this for Pete. Is that probably for the last three years of his life, you know that at least some of the people that he knew, that they knew mutually, That's because you don't date saying. someone yeah. for that no, long. No, you had mutual friends. Some of those people know the story. Uh-huh. And every time you run into those fucking people, show up at a party, 
go to the bar. I wouldn't go. I'd move out of state. I would too. I'd would hide move. in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. You know how <laughs> Superman went to Alaska so he could hide his powers in that latest <laughs> shitty movie they made? That's what I'd do. <laughs> yes. I'd go up to a shitty, I'd be on one of those crab boats. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. I'd be on the crab Become boat. a crabber. Yeah. Be a crabber. <laughs> I mean, you know. The next he's on I'd the, start sleeping with men and I'd be a crabber. <laughs> it was at that moment I found out I liked guys. <laughs> Changed the whole trajectory of my life. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> I really loved uh, south of Russia. I loved Istanbul and I loved men. <laughs> and I I haven't gotten hard since. <laughs> Yes, My penis has been inoperative <laughs> since, but that's okay. Yeah, it's a give and take. <laughs> I can't show my face in America anymore, but you know my penis won't get me in any more trouble. <laughs> it's at that moment the vasectomy and the clipping happened. <laughs> Took all my my man parts are gone. Yeah, oh yeah. man! Yeah, yeah. You really might have to move. Oh. I had a whole video you, you to do. You just had to like start. You got to get going. You would just have to start fresh. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> That's it. I'm, the more that I put myself in Pete's shoes, yeah. the more that I get. That in you, a fresh start there's in a tiny really little town. Tiny little towns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, you want to come on a commercial break? You know the quickest way to be forgotten by everybody? <laughs> be a host of the commercial break. <sighs> Number one in the uh, number one worst podcast in Canada. That's right. Proud of it. Yeah, we're actually twenty one now. <laughs> I think they've uh, caught on. Things are re- things are adjusting. Yeah, the guy got the guy who put that up there got fired. <laughs> you know how we get people to listen to these other podcasts? We put the worst podcast at number one, and then they'll go listen to everything else. I think this is a ploy by another comedy podcast to make themselves seem more funny than us, but. <laughs> But that does are setting a low bar there. No. Uh, six six one two three seven eight two nine six 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 one. Best the number two Y O Y O. If you've got an Ask an Uncle Brian question, you'd like some marital or relationship advice or any question we're here in the to world, help. we're here to help. But make it good. I can't answer just like ridiculously silly yeah. questions. I could and I will. We do that every once in a blue moon. Yeah, we do. We but compile if you really want like some really attention, yeah. yeah. If you really want some attention on the commercial break. Write a story. Tell me about it. Get into the color commentary so that Chrissy and I can laugh at you. (laughs) (laughs) TCBpodcast.com. You hit the contact us form. You can drop us a story there. You can watch all the video. video. You can listen to all the audio right from one location, the brand new TCBpodcast.com. Thank you, everybody, who's been leaving wonderful reviews, comments, and ratings on your favorite podcast player. If you haven't done so, take one minute out of your day rate the podcast leave a comment or review we certainly would appreciate it at the commercial break on instagram be the first one to like that page yeah <laughs> why not get on board you and three Stand other people out. yeah you'll be a small community of instagram fans <laughs> all right chrissy well listen i was gonna get into so much more today but I that know. story took up the whole show so i, yeah. I agree brian i love you i love you best to you best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe until next time we always say we do say we must say bye, bye. Bye!